0: Have you heard about the new dance craze? Listen to us. I'm sure you'll be amazed. Big fun to be had by everyone. It's up to you. It surely can be done. Young and old are doing it, I'm told. Just one try, and you too will be sold. It's called La Freak. They're doing it night and day. Allow us. We'll show you the way. i freak out! A freak so chic. Freak out! Freaks and mutants tonight on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention,
1: planet Earth
2: and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Podcast. <sighs>
0: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey. I'm St. Mike. Freaking out. Your host for Attack of the Killer podcast. And yes, we are freaking out this episode because we're talking about mutants and freaks on the show. And speaking of which, it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He has scars all over his body thanks to a tragic... Tickling accident with Wolverine, Jason Bollinger.
1: He started it.
0: <laughs> Next up, born with two heads and not the ones on his shoulders. Sam Hayes. Oh. Next up, she also keeps a uh, she also keeps her brother in a wicker basket. Terry Turford. <laughs> he was bitten by a radioactive stalter. Now he's the amazing, amazing John Stalter! He was the puke-eater at the local carnival, Justin Bean. Ew. And last but not least, our very special guest, our main attraction, the freakiest of all the freaks, Brian Clark. We interrupt this program that hasn't started yet for this very special announcement. Hey, everybody. Insane Mike here, host of Attack of the Killer podcast. And I've got a couple of the other podcasters here with me. Jason's here. Yo, what's up? And Terry.
1: Hey.
0: And we're here to let you know that um, this episode about mutants and freaks, unfortunately, had some technical snafus. Now, what's a snafu? I was just (laughs) going (laughs) to ask. We had some technical difficulties with the episode, and we unfortunately lost half of the episode. Unfortunately, (laughs) it was the... Ha- greatest half of an episode Stop that we've it. ever is okay. <laughs> <clears throat> pretty good but we still we I, I personally think the show was great in its entirety and would hate for anybody to miss out on any part of it so we're still going to present to you the second half of the show um, fully intact uh, but you're just going to miss out on the first half It basically it leads up to introductions and then we kind of lose it from there and then it kind of comes back again Right in the middle of the conversation, and what we were, or what we'll be talking about at that time is the um, movie "Freaked," the Alex Winter comedy "Freaked," which is so good. All of our favorites, even though Terry hasn't seen it yet, um, <laughs> it's still one of her favorites. But, uh, but so that's that's the deal. You're gonna miss out on some on some stuff that we've talked about, and it's gonna be weird because we're just gonna jump straight into a conversation. But um, but, yeah, so we apologize for it not being our usual long episode, even though this um, apology is uh, taking probably the length <laughs> of what we missed. Almost, almost. So, so. so, but regardless, um, yeah, you guys have anything you want to add to, to I it?
1: Just, you know, just the whole thought was we'd rather give you something than nothing, and so that's the intent of telling you this.
2: Yeah. Yep. What he said.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's get into this episode
1: of Mutants and Freaks. So, my favorite part—you do it better than me. So you- <laughs> is it the part where,
0: um, <clears throat> where they're strapped to the to the gurneys and and they're and he pulls back the sheet and is like, "Zagart, twenty-four. You're not supposed to have that." And Randy Quaid's like, "Well, I'm not supposed to have these either," and holds up the Ramada towels. Is yes. That's uh, my yeah. favorite. That is one of the best one of the best jokes. I also like it, right before that where um it's the outside of the uh, outside of the you know, work shed or wherever he he's got him held captive and you hear his maniacal laughter and lightning and he's laughing and laughing and it cuts to the inside and he's just like, "Oh, this family circus." I know it's the same thing over and over again, but I'm just a sucker for their mop head shenanigans, you know, so. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. What's great is it's it's that airplane style of humor. It's got a lot of that airplane style of humor, or that scary movie style of humor. But I it's not a parody. Use those two movies for. But that's the thing, though. Uh... What makes it great is like the jokes sometimes. A lot of times, even come back or even service the storyline. You know, like. Uh, like the Bob Vila joke, you know, it wasn't yeah. just a one and done. The Bob Vila thing came back, you know, a couple times, and or the macaroons, you know, they talk about, you know, yeah. Well, we didn't succeed in the plan, but we got these, we, we got these macaroons, and then that turns out to be what. Uh, spoiler alert! Saves the day at the end. So, um, <clears throat> and so so that's where that kind of humor and those kind of jokes is works really well and is really good writing you know it's not just like you know date movie or whatever those crap movies are, disaster movie where it's just like we're doing a parody of of this one movie and it does not service the rest the story of the movie at all it's just in and out for a parody joke you know so but yeah, yeah. Freaked is awesome so good <laughs> <clears throat> well, I want to also kind of touch base on, because I feel like we can't really um, do an episode on mutants and freaks without talking about, like, real exploitation of, of human oddities. Um, and so I think it should only be fair we talk about Todd Browning's freaks.
3: Classic. Right? It has
1: to be done.
0: It has to be done. Has everybody seen oh, yeah. it?
3: Yeah. I, I haven't seen I, it in so long.
2: Yeah, I don't really remember much about it.
3: Oh, oh
4: Terry. <laughs> Terry, 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 Terry.
2: Oh, blow me. <laughs> well, I
0: was going
4: <laughs> to... I was
0: going to start chanting one of us, but... One of us. One of us we accept us. you. Anyway. We accept you.
4: Go, Google
0: <laughs> <goobble> gobble. Google <clears> gobble. <throat> um, yeah. It's a great... It's a great movie. It. I really uh, like the end mom- the end scene. I had not seen Freaked until I was, or Freaks. <laughs> I'm gonna do that several times um, until I was like well into adulthood. And I think when they first um, first did a uh, re-release of it on VHS, and I snagged that thing up right away. And <clears throat> I remember the first time watching it again as an adult, and just how creepy that revenge scene is towards the end you know i i I think it's beautifully shot and really has some really great creepy creepy atmosphere with the rain coming down and like just the 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 freaks going after the girl you know just seeing the the guy the the worm guy the guy with no arms no legs with the knife in his mouth just crawling through the mud it's creepy stuff but uh it's a great movie, it it ruined, uh, Todd's career, um, because <clears throat> it was so universally hated when it came out, but, and, you know, I've never really found that the movie was overly exploitive of, of these people, either, I think he did a good job of, like, unlike some other films that are probably in that vein, um, but I think he did a really good job of of doing telling a really good story with with these with these characters as opposed to just exploitation for exploitation's sake. I mean, what are our what else are our thoughts on uh, Freaks there? Yeah, it,
5: uh, it definitely. Uh benefits from the you know the time period it was made in being black and white i think makes a huge difference in the atmosphere and stuff i think if it had been shot yeah. well i mean obviously it had been shot you know 30 40 years later it would have been very gory and, and a lot more exploitative as as much as it uh, it does deal with actual human deformities it doesn't it doesn't come off to me i guess as being exploitative it's not Uh, It doesn't feel disrespectful to them. Like, it's not just using them as look at these weird people. They're monsters. They're the humans of the movie. The normal people in the movie are the monsters. Yep, yep. That's very true. Very
0: true. Justin, what about you?
6: I think it's a beautiful film. And the fact that they're real human oddities, it it makes it such a. a one-time deal. Because none of that is possible now, really. I remember several years ago, a number of years ago, I lived in North Carolina briefly. And they I went to the state fair there. And they actually had a tent with freaks in it. Not only animal freaks, like a two-headed cow and a bunch of pickled, like what do they call them, pickled punks. And they had a, a zebra donkey thing and some other things. But they also had a tent where they had this tiny lady in there and she was in kind of a dollhouse. And I remember just walking up and seeing her sitting there and I was just overwhelmed with sadness because she looked so unhappy, just absolutely miserable. And to walk by and have people just stare at you. And then I don't remember there was like two or three other in there as well, but the freak thing has really kind of changed over time. And that's why I say this film is unique because it captures a moment where where these things uh th- these things being these types of events like these carnivals and freak shows and stuff were so common but now it's mostly people who have modified themselves so
3: yeah you know, it's not yeah. it's
6: like the the enigma you know the one with the puzzle pieces and all of that the people who do crazy piercings and drive nails in their heads and stuff so it's unique in that sense and that so it it feels very real and uh and i i it doesn't feel like like it's an exploitation of them in this film. I think kind of the opposite, because um, their comeuppance is awesome, but also they're they're all they're all amazing from the start they don't become like the, the victim angle of it is almost takes a back seat to the fact that, they, that they're all totally unique from the start and, I, and that's one of the things I love about the film how they give you time to see each one sort of visit each one so you care more when things start getting ugly and when they all team up and the shit goes down and there's a song that I think of Nick Cave came up earlier I think John you mentioned him
4: of course I did uh,
6: The Carney yeah oh good song when I hear the Carney, I just freaks runs through my head the, you know the, the rain at night when they're crawling underneath the trailer and you know on their way to do the the dirty deed and all of that my god so anyway I, anyone who's digging into Nick Cave if you're a freaks fan check out the Carney and try not to separate the two in your mind afterwards it's pretty incredible
1: for sure
4: and that's why I love Justin
1: i love you one of the many reasons
3: nope that's the only one sam what are you
0: (laughs) sam you have anything you want to add to Freaks?
3: um not much I i haven't seen it in so long but uh my first exposure to it was in uh film school back in the day and uh you know just looking at the wikipedia here you know it's it was made, I guess, pre code, which kind of makes it interesting, you know. Like uh, I, I mm-hmm. think Justin mentioned, you know, you probably couldn't make this film today. I think just the, uh, you know, one, you know, like you said, most of the quote unquote freaks today are more self made, it seems like. We don't really uh, pay attention to, you know, I guess, natural freaks anymore but also just you know i just kind of wonder with the the whole political correctness if if a movie like this could be made without you know massive controversy i don't know but uh, it it does kind of seem like very you know if someone were to make it today i think you know maybe Werner Herzog would be the guy to make it it does seem very kind of oh, herzogian in a way be i like uh, i don't i don't know if any of you guys have seen a uh, uh, even dwarves started small. It's like one of Herzog's films. I've been meaning, yeah,
0: yeah. I've been meaning too. It's on the it's on the shout uh, streaming yeah, channel. But it's like
3: this movie. Like literally, every person in that movie is a dwarf. There's like no normal people in that movie, which is kind of interesting. But like you know, they're supposed to be normal. Like that's the whole idea of it.
0: But, yeah, so it's just all... I mean, it's just... It's just a story that just happens to all star little people. Yeah. There's no...
3: Well, like, he originally... He didn't want to make it with uh, little people. Um, not to digress too much, but... Like, the whole concept in the movie is like, you know... Just whole idea that, you know, we live in a world which is sort of too big for human beings. But, you know... He wanted to make it with like, you know, cartoonishly big sets, but he couldn't afford that. So instead of having normal people with big sets, he just had little people with normal sets, if that makes sense. Anyway, it's a very surreal film. I I encourage you to uh, check it out. Very surreal.
0: I keep meaning to. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and again, with like Freak's um again it doesn't feel like there's it's exploiting exploiting these people unlike you know other films have like uh um i often think of of uh, rondo um Hatton mm. who was in like house of horrors and the, and um the brute man um you know that where that kind of felt like a little a a bit more especially the brute man felt a bit more exploitive of of his condition or man, you could even, I can even say that about like Tor Johnson, you know, he always played the monster, but he was just like, never had any makeup on just cause he's just a big hulking, you know, bald guy. <clears throat> really? Um, or movies like, uh, Chained for Life, which stars the, um, Siamese twins that are also in Freaks. um, or Terror in Tiny Town. You guys ever heard of that one? Yeah. yeah. No. It's a it's a musical western, all starring <laughs> all starring little people. Huh. They even ride those like miniature ponies for horses. Huh. It's crazy, ridiculous, and very very
5: exploitive. So. Yeah, it's a feature, so yeah. Uh, Jed Buell's midgets. Is that the credit at the beginning? Terror of Tiny Town.
0: It's oh, like the, I don't the, remember. Probably you know,
5: some uh, promoter just had the had a troop of midgets that he decided to make a movie with. <laughs> they played that movie. Wow. I, are, you, are you familiar with the B Fest? It's a twenty four hour B movie film festival in Chicago every January. Oh. Oh no, but I oh, need it's to amazing. go. Yeah, I go. I've been going <laughs> since two thousand two. But uh, like three or four years ago, they played Terror of Tiny Town. And it was, they had the volume cranked up so loud, and the singing was so high-pitched, it was just excruciating. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. All right. So that's Freaks. Um... I don't know. What uh, any other films we want to bring up?
6: Toxic Avenger. All right. Yes. Good old Toxy. Talk about something that you that blew up in unforeseeable ways. It is the most. Yeah. It is the least obvious hero, and cartoon and toy line <laughs> and all this stuff. I mean, it's such a because it's such a child unfriendly movie. It's not even. It doesn't even dance around that. There's no effort to disguise the fact that kids are having their heads crushed by cars and this and stuff like that. (laughs) And then here's the toxic Avenger, like Toxi. What is it? Toxian and Friends or whatever it was. The cartoon. Toxic Crusaders. Crusaders. Jesus Christ. It's just crazy. But
0: Yeah, yeah, that always boggled my mind too. On how I mean, your main character, your superhero of your movie, is. Is motivated to stop crime by killing the criminals in violent, gory ways. Mm, damn right. Like, like smashing a guy's head by you know with the weights or, um, uh, God, what else has he done? Like ripping the mayor's guts out, which was just a slab of liver. Um, <laughs> or, or what he does to those guys in the taco restaurant. Yeah. Which, I never knew the first thousand times I ever watched the movie, but the, uh, the, the leader of those punks that were robbing the, the taco restaurant um, really was missing an arm. Ooh, sweet. So when Toxic Avenger rips his arm off, they didn't have to do anything you know, special to hide his arm because he really was armless. So if you go back and watch the movie... You could totally tell there's his one arm isn't real and he's not using it for anything. Like when he goes he's about ready to rape the blind girl, he's still only using one hand to bend her over and lift her skirt up and all that stuff. Mm. It's quite hilarious when no, knowing that now that the guy has the guy really only has one arm. So, yeah. Talk about exploiting. Uh that's another that's cool New, new that. York film.
3: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Sorry to interrupt.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: No, I was just going to say, yeah, that. that's cool that, you know, you know, these kind of movies are like, you know, a way for people with uh, uh, deformities or what have you to uh to get work, you know, and maybe, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, you know.
0: Like, how many zombie movies gave uh, people with missing limbs jobs? Right,
3: right. I mean, like, what what kind of other employment is there for them other than, you know, freak shows and these, you know, I think acting in The Toxic Avenger is probably a lot more, you know, respectable than, you know, being some carnival freak. You know, it might, mm-hmm. they might be trashy movies, but <laughs> at least they're not stuck in some... Carnival, <laughs> yeah, stuck on you know welfare. For yeah. sure, the notes. It's a good movie and kind of a you know. I think it was kind of like the first movie to kind of like uh you know. Point out bullying and. Oh. And kind of a. The f- first mm-hmm. after school special. <laughs>
0: But, like, cranked to, like, <laughs> a thousand. Because it's so... All of it is so over the top and so mean. Like, like yeah. there's not a decent... Other than Melvin and the blind girl, there's <laughs> not a decent character in the Toxic Avenger whatsoever. That's Tromaville, though, isn't it? I know. Like, Tromaville That's is, the like, worst. the worst place to live ever. Yeah. Like, their, their bullying of this poor guy is so extreme that he ends up falling through a window into a into a vat of toxic waste (laughs) welcome to America (laughs) and I love that scene where he's like flailing on the ground and like his skin's bubbling and his hair's falling out and he's covered in all this toxic goo and the one and the one um, bodybuilder guy that you know uh, orchestrated the the bullying he's like oh he's just faking it he's just faking it (laughs) And he's like, he's got a real problem if he can't take a joke, you know. Well, you take a joke? The guy's skin's (laughs) melting off. He's running down the street on fire. Yeah, and it's crazy to think, too, like, up to that point, Troma, you know, was making, you know, like, sex comedies and stuff, and this one movie completely changed the course of their entire company. And, um basically built the company from that
3: point on so yeah i mean where would they be without the toxic avenger that's right you're right probably Bankrupt wouldn't have lasted this long ago. yeah
1: hmm.
0: for sure <clears throat> you know what i miss about video stores what miss i i, I miss the days of of uneducated um, parents Grabbing the wrong movies oh, off the shelf for the children to watch. Yeah. I remember I was in a video store in Des Moines one time and saw some parent grab the Toxic Avenger off the shelf for his kid to to watch. I was like, oh, this looks like it's a superhero movie. This looks like this could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I so want to be a fly on the wall of that viewing. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: awesome. In the good old days. Anything else you wanted to add about the Toxic Avenger Justin since you brought it up?
1: It,
6: that the trauma, the whole trauma thing was built on that and it's an it's been it's just one of those things that has influenced elements in all their films, which like Charlie Band has this thing where he just makes a bunch of puppet movies. He's so into puppets and tiny things, but his movies are all just that sort of model where trauma the the residual so the ripples from toxi are still seen in movies to this day like this whole preoccupation yeah. with the toxic waste thing and the the way he became their mascot and all that and i just find it fascinating that a movie that that is so outrageous in so many ways is this benchmark thing and um instantly recognizable uh so it's it's really amazing that this little tiny company could create something that's so iconic, and to this day it continues to pay tribute to it, which I think is really cool. That, that Lloyd's never lost touch with that, with his roots in that regard. Even though I know it's not their first picture, but I I, I would yeah. you agree that it's probably their most successful?
1: Oh oh by yeah, far, absolutely. Mm. i say he's clinging to his roots. I think yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes. I
0: mean, yeah. even still to this day, I mean, they've had some standout films over the years, you know, Tromeo and Juliet. That's another one that definitely
5: but, uh, my help absolute... has helped them. Oh, for sure. Favorite Troma movie sure. right there. Love that flick.
1: Yeah. Me too.
0: Yeah. It, well, it, well, it's such a unique
5: piece, even for them, you know. And now the guy who made it is getting. 200 million dollars to make superhero movies for marvel
4: which is just
0: <laughs>
5: awesome crazy awesome. Well, yeah
4: i mean it's, yeah. it's just so fantastic i mean look what you can go yeah. from trauma movies to being a god basically
0: <laughs> going from trauma movies to disney movies yeah wow.
4: but good disney movies not not the crap fest
0: yeah. I'm just saying, two opposite, totally two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Or wait, yeah. are they really that different?
5: Maybe <laughs> not. Being, a, I think the only difference is the money. Being able to write a five-minute-long string of curse words in iambic pentameter will get you everywhere.
0: <laughs> Every time. Every that, time. There's a
4: truthitude. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, guys. Well, I think we've really covered the bases pretty well. Any honorable mentions? Splice! Did anybody else watch that?
4: I, I watched nice. the movie. I've seen it once. Nobody. Seen
2: it. I saw it a while back.
3: I was gonna bring up oh, Funhouse, just because I watched that for this. I'd never oh. seen it. Fun movie. Oh yeah, good one. Two boopers. <laughs> Funhouse. House. Two boop. Yeah. Two boop. <laughs>
5: <laughs> apparently, I <laughs> I apparently completely misread the uh, the mutant part of the thing. But I was actually going to bring up my absolute favorite, well, one of my absolute favorite monster movies, uh, Prophecy. Yes, <laughs> nice skinless mutant bear monster. Oh
3: yeah.
5: Yep. Yeah, that movie is really is good, good and that
6: creature, that bear, is so freaking awesome. That last shot, mm-hmm. the, well, toward the end, it's in the last sort of climactic sequence when it's that real wide shot of that thing standing in the water. Yeah, and it's got that fog rolling through. It's haunting.
5: When it grabs, uh, it, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's your, the, when it grabs Mirai, the old uh, Indian guy George Plutesi, right. by the head, and it's shaking him around in the lake. Yeah, yeah.
6: Oh my god. Yeah, nice yeah, one. I revisited nice
2: one. Uh, Chud for this because it had been a million years since I'd seen it, or so Good. it seemed, awesome. and it was it was better than I even remembered it. Like, I loved it more, Whoa. I think, now Good. than I did before.
1: Our influence is just getting better and better up there, <laughs> yeah. You just need to watch
4: Bud the Chud.
5: No, you Bud don't. Yes. I was watching Bud the Chud. <laughs> awful. Bud the Chud. But church. the name is so Bud great. the Chud.
4: And they they uh <laughs> reference it on The Simpsons, so it's got to be good, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, Terry, that may be a case of. Oh wow, what is that? Jason just pulled up on the screen the Breakfast <laughs> Chud,
4: <laughs>
5: starring Chud
4: Nelson. <laughs> what i want that on a shirt so bad i want right that as now. a tattoo what the
0: <laughs> good point good point oh my god Where's man guys back?
4: if you could see what we're looking at right sure. now you'd you'd be amazed
0: you're gonna have to put that on the facebook page <laughs> right dude like cause... here's what
4: mike and john were jizzing all over basically <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fucking awesome. I don't even remember what I'm talking, what I was talking about, and I don't care. That's how much I love that and right this now. This is the greatest
4: thing ever, Chud Nelson. Uh,
0: everything can be turned into Chuds, man. Everything
4: can be turned into Chud Nelson. I mean, Chud Nelson. <laughs>
0: Oh, Justin, it's you, right, that's got that Teenage Mutant Ninja Chuds or whatever shirt? Yeah, Teenage <laughs> it, it just says
6: Cannibalistic humanity Underground Dwellers, but it's in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles logo, and it has all the chuds looking like Ninja Turtles on it, and the shirt is, that... is green. It's so fantastic. Is
4: that Fright Rags? Nice.
3: It, it, it is Fright Rags, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's what they should make instead of these fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboots and... I haven't seen any of those. Are are any of them good?
4: I actually
0: like the live. They look retarded. I liked I liked the first one.
4: Yeah, the I really wanted to hate the movie because I mean I can't stand Megan Fox and she still was the worst part. But I laughed pretty hard in a few scenes. The Ninja Turtles are fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the second one because you know whether or not you like the first one or not. This one's got bebop exactly. and rocksteady. We never got we never got that in the '90s with the yeah, other. They n- look awesome movies.
5: in the trailer too.
0: Yeah, they look Yes, like you yeah. think they would?
5: I
4: mean, they, it's how you imagine them as a child.
5: But they're, but exactly.
4: they're CGI. Man. Yeah, I know. yeah,
0: yeah. But but, see, the,
4: but the Ninja Turtles in the in the movies didn't. It really didn't distract for me, like. I didn't no. expect the movies to, or the the first live action movie to be great, or at least the the new one. But they were entertaining enough, and yeah, being CGI for most of it wasn't a huge distraction.
0: I'll tell you, I found uh, the Swiss Army Shredder to be more of a distraction than the turtles. <laughs> yeah. So that I'm sorry that that super knife suit of his was way over the top, and I hated it. But other than that. I thought it was a good flick.
4: Okay, back to... Well, they are kind of freaks,
0: so... (laughs) So it still kind of works. Back to Chud. We should just do... Maybe we should do a commentary episode on Chud. I love... I love the Chuds so much. And it sucks that we only... I mean, what's great about it is, like... How much pop culture... How much Chud has seeped into pop culture references... And yet, it's really only one
5: movie.
0: I mean, Bud the Chud kind of doesn't count. But, but it does the name's count. awesome, so therefore...
5: It... yeah. Well, the, the cover of Bud the Chud features the Chug monsters, and the movie is just a zombie movie.
0: You're absolutely right. If it wasn't for the fact that the term chud is used throughout but the chud you would have thought it was a move, a zombie a zombie comedy that was made and they just tacked on the title chud to but the chud in order to sell it <clears throat> i secretly like
1: but <laughs> i know you do i'm
4: not gonna lie i need to see this movie i can't i honestly can't believe i've never seen it
1: john oh I can't it's is it's it awful. on dvd it's a
0: piece oh, of sure shit. i sure it is, but... and I'm still going to like it. I have it in one of those, like, you know, in one of those, I bought it um, years back in one of those, like, 8-pack fest DVD yeah. packages. <laughs> and it's one of the best packages ever out of the $5 bin because it's got Bud the Chud. Uh, <coughs> it's got Chopping Mall. Mm-hmm. It's got, um, what else do they have on it? Yeah, I know you got it. Yeah, I'm looking less. for it right
6: now. There were like three of them that came out at the same time. Oh, here it is right here. So it has Waxwork, 976 Evil 2, Woo! Ghoulies 3, which is the only way that's available on DVD, The Unholy, Chopping Mall, Slaughter High, Class of 1999, which has Stacy Keach with the sweet bleached like mullety hair thing, and then Chud 2. It oh, is I do so know fucking stout. About. So good.
4: I almost bought that because is- of Slaughter High. Yeah. Ter-
0: oh, you should have. Anyway, well, I, man, now I'm going yeah. to. But
4: I, yeah, I, I gave up on buying that one and bought imported the uh, Arrow Video Slaughter High. But yeah, so I know what I'm buying next.
0: Nice. There's, uh, yeah. Justin and I have talked about that 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 release immensely and a lot. You know, just it has it is probably one of the best of the five dollar crap thrown in a bin collection of movies ever released. Yeah. It's really innate. Everything and on that only is worth
4: it. Five dollars.
0: Yeah. Well, I in fact, it was
6: so hard to find when they when they first announced them, because the word spread pretty fast about this. It's a Lionsgate release, and because mm. you know a number of these things have never even been available on DVD, and or or are out of print. And there were two mm. of them or three of them that were announced all at once. And I remember my buddy Jake and I were looking at them like feverishly trying to find them, and I found maybe one of them here at walmart then like they were only being this one seemed to at first be on the west coast for whatever reason and so he had a friend out there that we actually sent paypal money to to <laughs> send us this disc because we wanted them <laughs> so damn bad because they weren't available on amazon or anything initially it was just it was crazy now they're everywhere but yeah, yeah. so cool
4: yeah there's a lot of good uh well Good quote unquote releases on that on that desk. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good enough that I'm buying it.
0: Yep. Totally, it's it's worth the five. Well, saying it's worth the five bucks is is a major
5: understatement. Right. <clears throat> anyway, has uh oh, has anyone seen Horrors of Malformed Men?
6: No. Uh, What's that? Now? Now? No,
5: it's a uh, a Japanese movie. It came from Toei Studios in 1969. It's uh, sort of vaguely, a uh, very loose telling of the Island of Doctor Moreau story, huh. but with some very different uh, uh, motivation. The uh, it's the story of this guy named who who is a med student, uh, and he was locked up in an insane asylum for killing somebody. They just kind of gloss over that, so it's not real whether he you know killed him in a medical way like failed a surgery or if he just went nuts and stabbed the guy or whatever but yeah. um he he comes to find out that his family is from this remote coastal village and there's this mysterious island off the coast and uh his his father won't it, it still lives out there and won't let anyone come out there and so of course he goes to investigate and finds out that his dad who had webbed fingers and is kind of a weirdo uh, decided he was tired of being leered at by normal people, so he's kidnapping people and uh, surgically deforming them so he can have an wow. island of misfits like himself. What? Yeah. It's really, really weird, and that's saying something. I mean, I've watched a lot of Japanese movies, and they're all pretty weird, but um, but the, the, the deformities aren't particularly monstrous. Like, there's not a lot of, uh, you know creature makeup and stuff it's mostly people with like mud and gauze and things stuck to them it's very theatrical um but the ending is just something to see i'm not gonna say what it is i don't want to spoil it if you're gonna watch the movie the ending will just kind of have your jaw on the floor
4: thanks a lot brian now i can't be on the show anymore you just replaced Uh
5: me (laughs) (laughs) for bringing up a weird japanese movie yeah Pretty much. It's all it takes. That's,
4: that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Replaced the last, last guy, now you replaced me, so... Uh, fuck.
5: We'll ro-shambo for you a lot later.
4: <laughs> I don't think so.
5: <laughs> so, Sam, you... Oh, wait. Sam, you
0: there? No. Okay, the I did th- Shoot. Okay. <laughs> I know. I just realized it too because I just, I just, Jason just pointed it out to me. I want to know what he thought of Funhouse, though.
2: Well, too bad.
0: We're going to assume oh, that man. he loved it.
3: Funhouse. No, oh, he's back. That's uh... too late. I don't want to talk about it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: go ahead. What'd you think? What'd you think of Funhouse, Sam? Yeah? Uh, it was decent at best. Better than Hell Knight. I would hope so. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> for sure. Um. No, I uh, yeah, I, I like the the creature, whatever you want to fucking call him, the mutant guy. Did I? Uh, I'm not sure. I totally picked up on the backstory, but what was was the mutant from like from Iowa? Did I hear that right? Probably. They, they said it was. said it was from like Cedar Falls.
0: I, think. Well, I don't know. I thought it was don't a Tom find... one. I now just How kidding. Was he, was he hooked, up, was he hooked on meth? No. <laughs> 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 I watched
4: definitely this one. from Cedar Happens.
5: I watched this one not too long ago, and I was looking for a particular scene, and I didn't see it in the DVD release that I got from Netflix. But I saw it years ago on Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs, and I swear I remember being there a scene that... You know, might have been a, a cut thing that they put in to add some time because they had to cut out all the nudity and the drug references <laughs> uh, being on Ted Turner's yeah. channel. But um, that there's this old woman who's talking to the kids outside the uh, either she's talking to the kids or she's accosting the, the guy who's the dad of the freak, um, the carnival barker, and she's telling the story about that the freak was born because he had sex with a cow. And so it's like a half cow, Whoa. half human. And I, I may have hallucinated this scene. I don't remember, but I swear that was something I saw when I saw it on cable years ago.
3: Huh? But that then, wasn't? Yeah, that wasn't in the version I saw. But no, who knows?
5: <laughs> have you read the Dean Koontz novelization that actually came out before the movie? Because no, he, no, I didn't even know that yeah, was a back thing back before he was anybody. Dean Koontz got hired to write the novelization, and then the movie's release got delayed. And so the book came out like three months before the movie and he extrapolated all this weird crap like that the freak was actually, uh, the, the carnival barker was a Satanist and that he had made a deal with the devil and that, you know, part of his contract was that he had this monster devil baby. Wow. Awesome, (laughs) man. I just would
0: love to go back and read a lot of those like novels, um, that that were the movie tie-ins because i've heard so many of them like like the jaws of revenge um novel on how it it, it really uh digs deep into like um like voodoo and stuff and that, that there's actually voodoo magic involved with the, the shark i have seeking that revenge i have that on book if you want to borrow it i've never read it. I have huh. it oh i would love to read it because yeah and and like when you watch jaws of revenge, there's like little subtle hints to that, but it, you know, it never, there's never any supernatural explanation for what's going on. But it's really heavy in the book, and how Michael Caine is a drug runner in the book, but that's
5: never addressed in the movie. That, wow. The voodoo mm. would explain how the shark could have a psychic connection to uh, Ellen Brody and how it, it managed, exactly. how it managed, to teleport itself from uh, Amity to <laughs> the Caribbean in the same amount of time that it took them to fly there in a plane. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and yes,
0: it is all explained. It's it's as if whoever's writing the book was like, "Oh my God, this movie is not going to make any sense. I should probably try to fix all these holes in the book." <laughs> or the fact that in the Gremlins in the Gremlins novel, um, it's explained that the Gremlins came from outer space. What?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I actually recently just bought the the Gremlins two novelization. I haven't read it yet, but.
0: Oh, Strange that have that too. Yeah, really. because like, you can't have that fourth wall-breaking stuff in the book that happens in the movie. So, I wonder what that's. Yeah. Like. I wonder if they, huh. it, you know, because like with *Grandma's* two, when it came out theatrically, they had the the Hulk Hogan scene where the film breaks and all that. And Hulk Hogan's like, put the movie back on, brother. But then when yeah. it played
5: on cable, they had a completely different scene that was with John Wayne. I've actually heard that there is some version of that fourth wall breaking in the novelization, too. I haven't been able to track down a copy yet or haven't got around to it. That, but, yeah, that they do it somehow in a literary sense rather than...
4: Huh. Oh! That's <laughs> awesome! Yeah. And Mike lost the shit. <laughs> I... I, oh. I check that out now. Yep. I gotta learn to read it. A, and count.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that may that may start to become my next my next yeah. thing is buying movie tie-in books I, I also
3: have I also have a, a from the first Gremlins I have like a uh, uh, it's like this weird sort of adaptation it's like they're like storybooks but they come with like a 45 record oh yeah it's I like know. really oh, weird yeah I remember those I had one of the uh, I think like uh, it must have been uh, a, like the tail end of that that whole thing
0: I I think it was a fast food restaurant put those out, right? Was it? That, that You got them with a Happy Meal or something? I don't know. Or Something along those lines? I, I don't have a
3: fucking record player, otherwise I'd listen to them. <laughs> 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 it was Hardee's, I think. Really?
0: Yes, I think you're right, it oh, was Hardee's. I found premiums. them for like a yeah. dollar.
3: I found them for like a buck in nice. Quincy.
0: Back in the 80s when Hardee's could actually still compete with Burger King and McDonald's. And when fast food
5: toy premiums were actually cool Yeah, no kidding.
4: Man, I miss
5: the good old days. That's like we say that every episode at
1: least once, right?
0: That should be a. I think it's going to change the name of the podcast. I miss the good old days. Yeah. All right. Uh, Any other honorable mentions? Our honorable mentions conversations lasted longer than the rest (laughs) of the episode. I think.
3: I'll uh. Oh. oh, uh, Sorry. uh, I'll uh, just say uh, uh, hills, hills have eyes. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, and and Elephant Man, if you want to call that horror. Yeah. Good. I mouth. thought
0: about putting that on the list, but I just yeah. Again, we're
1: back to David we're Lynch. To and way. here, uh, yeah.
4: it should I still I've never actually seen David Lynch's version. I know. Uh, really? really, you call That's yourself
1: weird. a Lynchian? Uh, I.
4: Good? I mean, I've seen clips, but I've never never seen the full thing. I've never owned the full thing because I fail as a David Lynch fan, apparently. But someday. (laughs) Just uh, bring some Kleenex, buddy. You're going to need it.
1: Well, Criterion
4: needs to put it the fuck out, and I'll buy it.
3: Didn't that? Seems like it would be the perfect movie for them to put out,
4: (laughs) but it took them forever to put out Mulholland Drive, so we'll see what happens. It's good, isn't John Hurt the uh, Elephant Man? Yep. And, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. yep. and he's yeah, he's a mm-hmm. fucking fantastic actor.
3: Oh yeah, yep. You just man, you just feel for him so much. Like, I, I think they the the actual makeup was based on, and I might be wrong. I want to say they like based it on a, a life cast from from John Merrick. I think the I actual think Elephant right. Man. Really? Oh, wow. It's like pretty legit. But then, yeah, and then his performance, he's like, oh, man. It's so, so good. You got to check it out.
4: I'm probably going to buy that tonight.
1: Yep, yeah, I it to the list. That's, God damn it. That's, that's the problem, <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> with this show. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the other I'm alternate talk title. About. Michael yeah. be
4: like, God damn it, I need that now, too.
0: It's true. Well, yeah. I haven't even Malice reviewed keeps reviewed
4: certain movies and you're like, God damn it, I gotta buy that. Or you already own <laughs> yeah. it, so there you go.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I would like to bring up as an honorable mention um, the Friday the thirteenth franchise. Aww, There you go. See? Aww. Technically speaking, totally Frank.
4: True. I suppose so. Yeah.
0: I just I have to bring up Friday thirteenth in every episode.
4: Well we so. could talk about Hatchet then too.
0: Hatchet, um, the Wrong Turn franchise yeah. as well.
5: <clears throat>
0: I w- See, like I said, the, sl- the Slashers use that thing a lot. Use the whole Mutants and Yay, Freaks Bongoloid. thing. A lot.
5: <laughs> They're in <laughs> cahoots. I, uh, I loved Wrong Turn, so I saw it in the theater twice when it came out, and I hadn't seen it yeah. since. And when I found out I was going to be on here, I was like, okay, i got to rewatch that, and nowhere in town had it to buy. The video store had all of them but the first one, <laughs> uh-huh. so I, I figures what's that? I said it, that yeah. figures. So I, I wound up <clears throat> renting the uh, second one and watching again because that one I, I remembered that I didn't care too much for when I saw it the first time. So I'll give it another chance, and then I liked it enough this time around that I immediately when it was over started it over and listened to the commentary track, <laughs> which is oh sweet last. Okay. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's oh. Joe Lynch, Henry Rollins, and Erica Learson. And uh, she doesn't say much, but Joe Lynch and Henry Rollins are having such a great time going back and forth that, yeah. Well, I imagine it's hard to get in a word edgewise with Henry Rollins and
0: Joe Lynch Henry at the same, Rollins same time. Never so. should,
1: oh, my so. God. <laughs> <laughs> he's the
0: awesomest. But he's, uh, yes, you're right. I love part two because I'm a Joe Lynch fan and a Henry Rollins fan. So, And I like the angle of the reality TV thing and.
5: Oh my God! The core yes. is so over the top. And it's got a character from the well, an actor from the Red Green show in it—the uh, the old guy that gets the dynamite stuck on the back of his pants. Oh and, no, shit! <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's I'm sure awesome. That's the last thing he wants. It's like, hey, you're that guy from the Red Green show, and but like, <laughs> every time I see him since the Red Green show is the first my introduction to him. Every time I see him, be it in Wrong Turn or Cube or whatever, it's like, hey, it's Mike Hammer. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome.
0: Now, what about any of the wrong turn movies after two? I've not seen any of those.
4: <laughs> I yeah, own yeah, literally they're, one they're of them just because some sort of controversy around it.
0: That's the fourth now, one, right? that has got like the, the, the picture it's of the like girl. Actually, like the sixth
4: one. <laughs> That's how many that yeah. That's how many they made. Something with a picture of a girl that actually went missing, or whatever the deal was, and the family sued. So my buddy hooked me up with a copy just in case, because we're weird like that. But I've never watched it. I mean, (laughs) but I do like the first one. Yeah, I think from what I remember.
0: Yeah, I didn't care too much for three. And actually, after that, they kind of blend together for me. I I know I haven't seen them all, but. I think 3 was the one that's kind of supposed to be kind of a prequel, I think. Or it, it took place in the snow or something like that. And, and then like there was one of them that's got Doug Bradley in it as one of the family members. And that one nope. was kind of... the uh, huh. That one's kind of like... It's like Wrong Turn with Doug Bradley meets Assault on Precinct 13 because basically Doug Bradley's character who's a member of the family gets arrested and he's in this he's in a small jail and then like the family kind of like descends on the jail so <clears throat> but it's not very good. Shocker. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, we should probably wrap things up. I guess. Um what's I guess that?
1: if we must. Sure.
0: <clears throat> Let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll do <clears throat> man, some segments if I live through this cough. <laughs>
2: don't talk to me, don't talk to me Good evening. It's intermission time. Our service is friendly and quick. You'll find hot dogs, hamburgers, pizza, your favorite candies, hot and cold beverages, and other delicious snacks. So, add to your fun of watching the movie visit our refreshment stand right now. We're glad to have you with us tonight. We hope you'll come to see us often. It's great to get out to the movies.
0: Do you find your life lacking meaning and purpose? Do you get up every morning and say, There's gotta be a better way! Are you a horror film fan and don't understand why your friends and family hasn't seen Necromantic? Do you know people who say that they love Jason from the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? Are you bored with your current podcast? Do you find yourself answering these questions out loud and getting weird looks from other people in your office? Well, now you never have to worry about those nasty stains again. Now you have a meaning to your boring, miserable life because now you can listen to... Attack of the Killer Podcast. That's right, Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast has all the vitamins and minerals for a well-balanced breakfast. On Attack of the Killer Podcast, you can marvel at the crew as they discuss various horror films, such as High Tension and... high high, high tension. Listen with your ear holes as the attackers pick a topic and then derail from that topic for at least an hour every episode. Be extremely disturbed as you learn the true love Insane Mike has for his Jason Goes to Hell DVD. But wait, there's more. The gang at Attack of the Killer podcast give you their guarantee that every episode will contain at least two hours of in-depth horror discussion or at least until they get bored, which usually happens after about the first 30 minutes. Listen to what this satisfied customer has to say about Attack of the Killer podcast. Who the hell are you? What
5: are you doing in my bathroom?
0: So don't wait. Follow the rest of the mindless sheep and listen to Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Podcast can be heard at attackofthekillerpodcast.com or at stitcher.com. You can also follow Attack of the Killer Podcast on Facebook at Attack of the Killer Podcast or on Twitter at AOTKP. So act now. Offers limited. Operators are standing by. Blah, 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 blah,
5: blah, 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 blah.
0: Hey, I lived! We're back, right. and it's Segment's time here Ugh. on Attack of the Killer he Podcast. The f- <laughs> what? What the fuck? God damn it. God damn it. You, you guys suck.
1: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's start with shout-outs for Segment's.
5: It's time for... shout Shoutouts. shout-outs!
1: okay so far shout outs oh I didn't leave a pause so far shout you're just
0: so
1: excited for, for shout outs I am I don't even know why <clears throat> so ask what are your favorite horror movies about mutants and freaks and Willis Wheeler says freaks toxic avenger species or is that an alien movie yeah okay uh splice see someone else watched it it was cool <laughs> Uh, the prophecy, eight-legged freaks. freaks. Just because it's got freaks in the title it. doesn't mean accounts. they were large. I, Willis just likes listing things. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were freaks. The, the incredible perspires. melting man. Freakish. Cool. Maybe. The brood. Yeah. <coughs> no. uh, okay. The fly, the OG, and the remake. Gotcha. Fly. fly yeah, fly's great. Yeah. Thanks, Willis. Thanks, Willis. And we had Sarah Hunnicutt say Killer class from Outer Space, World War Z, and Wolverine. And we had Derek Jones uh, said, I do not know if these count, but The Hills Have Eyes, 2006. Sure does. Damn Wrong straight. Funhouse. House. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> turn. Sure. And... And keep up the great work. That's not a movie. That's just for us. Ah,
0: <laughs> thanks, Derek. Thanks, we do great work. Aww.
1: Yeah, and that's all we had on Facebook <clears throat> and on Twitter. We had Sean Hutchins at Fat Punk sixty eight. He says, "The good guys, freaks, night breed. Oh,
0: we didn't the... get in the night breed. Oh, damn, damn it! We watch that one. Oh. We oh. failed. We, seriously, we uh. failed." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, love that movie. We may just have to do a whole episode just on Nightbreed, just to. It feels like every time it's Nightbreed a... fits into a topic, we f- we forget to yeah.
4: talk
1: about it.
0: Son of a
4: bitch, mm. we fail.
1: Um, he also mentioned The Toxic Avenger, and Total Recall. Three boobs. Two boobs. <laughs> yeah, right. That's their first. Song. Right, <laughs> There's
0: Many other creatures in that movie, but we always go straight for the three right. boobs.
1: He says, um, still have a soft spot for bad guys, Pluto, Belial, and Wrong Turn. Belial! And that's all we had. Don't forget, you can always call in to 95 aotkp to leave your comments. And that's shoutouts.
0: Thanks, Jason, for shout-outs. You're welcome, Mike, <laughs> for shout-outs. Okay. So next up, let's go over to John for his segment. I can't remember the name Come of it. Come on,
1: the Altar of Stalter! Altar of Stalter! Wow. Seriously? You
4: forgot? That's like the best thing ever, and you forgot?
0: <laughs> Dude, by the time I get it etched into my brain, you'll be tired of doing the segment. <laughs> that's so. true, that's true. So.
4: Hey, everyone!
1: <laughs>
4: Welcome to the uh, newest episode or segment of Altar of Stalter. I'm going to talk about... A really amazing uh, release from Synapse. Shocker. Since I'm apparently uh, <laughs> their whore. Uh, their release of Tenebrae. Nice. This is a, This is one of their best releases. Uh, and if you want to buy it, before, I mean, I'm going to talk it up. But if you want to get your hands on it, I suggest doing it now. It's a limited release of only 3,000 on Steelbook. I don't care if you like Steelbook or not. It's still worth it. It's a Blu-ray, DVD, and CD of the soundtrack. Um, they spent a lot of time on this movie. Uh, they, they were never pleased with any of the releases of Tenebrae. I mean, whether they're an old release or somebody's, somebody's yawning. Somebody doesn't like it. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mike. It was a thing. I just figured it was you.
1: Um, forge, ahead, forge ahead. They
4: actually uh, got their hands on the. Oh, let me. Think. What is it? The a scan of the original uncut negative elements. I think from the. I think it was a a, a French release, and they were still not pleased. So they they took a lot of time doing color correction, <laughs> um, and just restoring the 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 scan the best that they could. They wanted to put out the best possible possible release of this movie they don't like to put out crap um and it they did a fantastic job i mean just the movie alone looks the best it will ever look probably unless somebody decides to do like an 8k scan for you know an ultra hd uh blu-ray release um i don't know how familiar people are with the movie uh but it's i'd consider it one of uh dario argento's best it's it's about oh, yeah mm-hmm. for sure it's mm-hmm. about a writer who's doing a promo tour in Rome uh, for his new book called Tenebrae and people start getting killed like one woman's killed and she has pages of his book stuffed in her mouth um, and one of the cool things about this release is it has some ultra ultra rare English uh, inserts from the movie like so he shot the movie with the, the – like there's certain parts of the movie uh, with the book where it's focused on the book and they were always in Italian. But he also did some English versions of those. Those haven't been released on any optical format. The only release home video release that they knew of was an Israeli version from the late 80s or something. Um, but it has those... You, it's an option to watch them with the English uh, inserts. And it's just kind of cool. I mean, it's it's not anything necessary. It's not going to make the movie that much better. But just a really cool feature. Um, one of the best special features they have is a uh, full-length uh, documentary on Giallo films. So if you're even mildly wow. interested... And what you know the history they they go through everything, and it's one of those things where I'm sure Mike would watch it and go, "I need that movie, I need that movie." Yeah. and I I mean I that's what I did. It's like <laughs> I've never heard of that one. I need it. Is this available? I need it. Um, yeah, I mean this thing is this thing is really packed full of features. There's I haven't listened to it, but there's a, a supposedly a really good. Uh, commentary with, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the person on it, damn it, but just, uh, he was it, Maitland McDonough, I can't even pronounce his last name because he's probably Irish, that's what it looks like, but uh, he's he's considered a Argento expert, so I mean you're probably going to get a lot of good insight on there, but I did watch the uh, documentary and I highly recommend it. I don't know what else to say. I mean, without really delving into the movie, I mean it's, it's just a classic Argento movie that I think a lot of people who already listen to the podcast has he they've either seen it or they'd be interested in buying it. It is a little pricey. It's like forty dollars, but
5: like the I, I think, I, yeah, I think it's
4: worth every penny. It's nice to have all the special features and a CD of the soundtrack because I mean it's awesome. It's done by a few of the members of Goblin. And I actually got to see them perform uh, the theme song live, and it's fucking it. heavy live. Brian was there.
5: Oh, yes. That was an awesome show.
4: Brian and I were holding hands.
5: <laughs> 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 Might have been a little grab-ass.
4: Oh, there was a little grab-ass. <laughs> you weren't involved, but there so was a grab So it was Goblin. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Brandon was there. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a stellar release. I mean, the movie is... The colors, the picture, it's just top-notch stuff. And I i really think people enjoy it. So, yeah.
5: Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. That's yeah. A-
0: yes.
4: How was how that for winging it?
0: <laughs> you winged Alter, it well.
1: Alter.
0: All right. So, thank you for that. And now it's time to go over to Terry with Wicked Words. With wear, tear.
2: Alright, this time around, I know a while back I had mentioned that um, I spotted a few graphic novels uh, headed up by Michael Dougherty, um, based around Trick or Treat and Krampus, and I got my library to get a hold of them for me. So, um, tonight I will be discussing Trick or Treat, or Trick R Treat, remember it's just the R. Uh, Days of the Dead. Um, this was put out by Legendary Comics in mid-2015. Uh, it's really just another... It's formatted exactly like the Trick or Treat movie, which I also just discovered apparently was based on another graphic novel that I knew nothing about, so look for that on a different episode. But... Uh, this is really cool. I mean, there's an introduction by Michael Dougherty in it, and he's basically talking about how, oh, he knows, you know, all of his fans are craving a trick or treat too, and he apologizes because he had been working so hard on Krampus that it was somewhat delayed. So this is sort of meant to be a a tide over for the next trick or treat movie. And it's really cool um instead of spanning like the time frame all being on one night the stories in this one go back centuries like uh, the kind of the wraparound in the story is um a father talking to his daughter about um tales of halloween past and all of these legends and but it's it's really cool um Beautiful illustrations Yeah, got um, some Fiona Staples Who she did the artwork for like Saga which I Love um, Stuart Sager, Stephen Byrne And Zid are some of the other artists And it's cool because the stories In this are actually all written by Michael Doherty and uh, Todd Casey and Zach Shields Which was the crew that wrote The screenplay for The Krampus movie Um but yeah, some, some really good content. I'm kind of curious to see that when Trick or Treat 2 does come out, if it's actually going to be these stories, because I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, check it out. Um, it's pretty new, but I'm sure you can get your hands on it somewhere. Ask your library or whatever. It's awesome.
1: Awesome is right. <laughs> Cool, cool. What are you looking at? What are you trying Nothing. to read? Somebody do it.
2: And now it's time for <laughs> Insane's Picks. Insane's
1: Picks. Insane's Picks. Insane's Picks. Insane's
0: Picks. Woo hoo! Insane's Picks time. Excited or what?
1: So excited.
0: So, this episode, Freaks and Mutants. Thought I'd pick a movie that falls into the theme, and that is 1974's *The Mutations*, AKA, which stands for also known as *Freak Maker*, which is the the version I had, or that title anyway. Uh, when i used to have it on vhs horrible cover one of the worst like vhs covers ever it's like a really bad picture from the movie but it's like like anyway it's just bad anyway so the mutations which stars donald pleasance as dr Nalter, who is this scientist and i think he's like a teacher too does these, like, scientific experiments with crossing, um, humans with plants and, um, and he, like, kidnaps his students to conduct the experiments on them. The failed experiments are kind of, like, shoved off and given to this, like, really cruel circus freak show owner who exploits them. Um... So, kind of falls into the lines of, like, Freaks a little bit, you know, like, there's definitely some homage to that. It's a British film, um, directed by Jack Cardiff, who's probably better known as a cinematographer. He directed about, about 15 films, none of which I was ever really that familiar with when I was doing the research, but definitely, um, a lot of credits as a cinematographer or director of photography, um... Had been a cinematographer from 1935 to 2007 on such films as Rambo: First Blood Part Two, Conan the Destroyer, Cat's Eyes, African Queen. So, <clears throat> quite a uh, quite a name as a cinematographer. Um, <clears throat> this movie also stars Who? Yep, that's right, Tom Baker. Oh. Get the Who joke there? All right, um, <laughs> no. So, so it's very seventies. It's very sleazy British uh, films from you know film from that era. Um, you know, it reminds me a lot of movies like Freaks or um, She Freak. And I love any movie that, that has like um, human oddities in it, and also has uh, that carnival carnival feel. And there's some great scenes of that in this movie. Um, so this movie also incorporated real life oddities as well as as well as like special effects creatures as like you know the giant, the the plant monster man that eats that eats Donald Pleasance at the end and spoiler alert sorry, but um, <clears throat> uh, one of the uh, more notable um, human oddities in this film was Willie Ingram, who uh, went by the name of Popeye because he had the ability to make his eyes pop far out of his eye sockets.
1: Ew.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's amazing it's amazing to see it in the movie. I did read uh, a little bit of IMDb trivia um that uh him and another actor maybe it was Tom Baker, I don't remember, was <clears throat> was out to eat at a restaurant and um and again this is the 70s so bear with but uh the waitress was lecturing um, the actor about you know, giving him a hard time about being out to dinner with an African American man so <clears throat> so to uh, to play a prank on her Popeye would pop his eyes out at her, which freaked her the fuck out and she would try to tell like the waitress and the cooks and everybody you know, check this out and they just play dumb like it never happened like she's the idiot psycho, so there's that um like i said before kind of feel has a uh updated freaks feel to it with a bit more of a mad scientist um approach as well excuse me uh there's a party scene in um mutations that is definitely comes across as an homage to freaks so man I don't know, I, I didn't uh, haven't done any further looking, but I'm not sure if this movie has ever made DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, if it has, awesome. Um, <clears throat> and if you can find it, definitely check it out. The Mutations.
5: Nice. Yeah, That's one I've Good been ball. wanting to see for a long time because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. And Tom Baker is, <laughs> oh, cool. was my first Doctor when I saw it on PBS <clears throat> many moons ago. So, uh, yeah, I've hope somebody eventually puts that out
0: yeah yeah i'm not sure if anybody has or ever have but uh i I know it's been one that's been hard to find it took me forever to find it on vhs have you ever heard of um
5: have you ever heard of the film mad ron's preview somehow i think that's on netflix Uh, right now or at least it was up until recently yeah it it is on Netflix. yeah Yeah,
0: you're right um if you've never seen it, check it out. It's a great collage montage of um, old um, movie trailers, and uh, the mutations is the mutations trailer is on it. Nice. So, <clears throat> I love Man Ron's and hell. it's so much fun, so awesome. It's great party tape. I have it on DVD, and it's just fun to put it in the back. Didn't they make a the sequel to that? Series. Like, didn't
6: that maybe someone? <clears throat>
0: Maybe even Netflix or something really?
6: make a sequel that was on there. I seem to recall that being the case.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. That'd be great if it, if there was. Awesome. <clears throat> okay, so that concludes this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for being on. Thanks, guys. Um, I know it's getting a little late past all of our bedtimes, but... Uh,
5: you guys, Sally forth, and that's Thank awesome. You. Thank so. you so much for having me on, guys. This has been a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you on,
0: man, and thanks for thanks for joining us in our madness. So um, hopefully you'll come oh, back. Absolutely. <coughs> and everybody out there listening, um, if you would uh, like to help support the show, we uh, are we are on patreon where you can donate to the show and you get extra perks with that including many episodes that are only available to the members of patreon so
1: <coughs> check that out in the meantime you'll go to the doctor and have that call. i don't shit. know what's going on Damn. jesus
0: <laughs> it's messed up i'm trying my best man my eyes are watering <laughs> i'm suppressing it so hard so with that said
4: Your voice just and crack. I'm going through puberty now <laughs> no, I think I'm going
0: full on like, is it a full moon? I think I'm going on full uh, werewolf mode man, something's happening, I'm going through some changes Coughing up a man <laughs> 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 That's it Nice one, nice reference Like it, anyway Thanks for listening everybody, we'll talk to you again soon Alright, bye bye
1: Oh no, could this be the end of attack <laughs> of the killer?